In the same year the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, University of Nebraska Press was born. 81 years later, UNP at 12th and L has evolved into a giant, the largest university press between Chicago and California, publishing more than 5,000 scholarly and general interest books. Every year, UNP adds 150 new titles and 30 different journals in topics ranging from anthropology and literary criticism to history and sports. And that's the subject today, listeners, sports. That gets my attention for Lincoln Live. Rob Taylor, UNP's senior acquisitions editor in charge of sports, is going to spend some time talking with me today about UNP rising to near the top of all publishers doing significant baseball books. In the past decade, UNP books have six times, so that's six in a decade, six out of ten years, claimed to the Society for American Baseball Researchers annual Seymour Medal. This is the top national award for a book on baseball history or biography. Good morning, Rob, first of all. And fair to say that this Seymour Medal is the Academy Awards of Baseball Book Publishing? Well, good morning, Dale. Thanks, thanks for having having me on. Um, and I would say uh, yes for for this uh, for the baseball, the reliably uh, uh, dedicated baseball fan, the Saber Seymour, and some of the other awards would be yes, kind of the uh, a niche Academy Awards for for baseball fans. Okay. For sure. Take us on this trajectory, Rob. You have been there for about a fourth of all of UNP's history, 81 years. You've been there almost 20. Take us on this trajectory. How did it start and how does it maintain this uh, accolade? Sure. Well, it, the history preceded me uh, before I arrived there in two, uh, the fall of 2003. It had begun about 10 years prior to that uh, under a previous director whose name was Dan Ross. And Dan as director, uh, well, the press had always had as part of its publishing program, uh, a strategy to reach general readers uh, in the region primarily uh, with the Bison Books imprint. Uh, A lot of listeners might be familiar with that. It's, um, it was the imprint that the press published um, books for general readers under, a lot of books about the West, um, uh, uh, Native American history. And these were books that were published published at a lower price and sold in not just in bookstores, but also in some non-traditional outlets. And it really became kind of an identifying imprint for the press. And, and the the purpose of that imprint was to, because the press's main mission is a scholarly one, to try to reach uh, scholars in the humanities. But the Bison imprint was set up to reach more general readers. And Dan saw sports as a component, if you will, to to reach general readers. And he, he looked at baseball books in particular first and books that had gone out of print from other publishers some pretty well-known books and saw those as an opportunity for the press to revive those books 
reprint them, give them a new life. And he knew that they would be reliable, good sellers and help the bottom line. And that's what that's what they did. And that was the beginning. And then that momentum created by reissuing those out of print books started to drive new and original work, meaning never before published books on baseball history. And he began acquiring those and um, it continued after he left. And I came in, I guess, a couple of years after that. And so there was a bridge, a little bit of a bridge where other people at the press kept kept that going before I came on full time. But that's sort of the story in a nutshell. And from a publishing company can publish as many types of books as they want, but there has to be a market. There has to be the other end of publishing, and that is a buyer. Can you take us into that world? Obviously, there must be a demand for baseball books, or you wouldn't keep publishing them. True. Yeah, well, publishing is a a business that all publishers are, are publishing books, but most publishers focus on categories. University presses tend to stay in humanities which is a sort of a broad umbrella, but that includes everything from history and in our case, Western history, um, uh, civil war history, and we do indigenous studies and um, uh, so sports. Yeah. I always like to say sports is, and some people kind of are dismissive about this, but sports is a vital part of american history sports history is an important part of this country's history and baseball if you want to just look at that example is a is a good vehicle to teach about american history and so that's how it uh, fits into uh, say our model of publishing and the categories that we publish in it was just a another branch on the uh, on the tree so to speak and in terms of reaching an audience, when we, when Dan and the press first started reissuing those early books, those books had a sales history. So he kind of knew, well, th- these are books that were in print for many, many years. And depending on the publisher who had them and the economics, and maybe they were shifting gears and moving into different areas. But for one reason or another, they let the rights go. But... Dan thought that we could revive those books, publish them again, and the readers would be there to support them. And that I guess the one thing that you could say about the baseball audience is it's a, you know, it's a niche audience, but, and even as baseball popularity has kind of waned over the past, say, 20 years or so to football and basketball, it is a, it's an appreciative, uh, literate crowd. They like to read about baseball history and they will keep buying books. And so as long as that audience is going to be there, we'll keep publishing for it. How many sports related manuscripts cross your desk every year and how many get published? Well, it ranges from, I, I might just get a query on something, an email, two or three paragraphs and for one reason or another, it might not fit. Um, or some people will send completed manuscripts or 
what in the business is a proposal, which is just a short pitch document for a book project. But it's a few hundred a year. As the senior acquisitions editor for University of Nebraska Press, what gets your attention about a sports book in general or a baseball book in particular? Well, it's a few things. First, I guess the first thing is it's just it's, it's got to be a compelling idea. You know, you want to get pulled in. Here's something I haven't seen before. It's a compelling topic. Secondly, it would be there's no competition for that for that idea. There hasn't been a book published about it. That's another uh, selling point for uh, responding to a to an idea. It's not that uh, every book has to have no competition, but um, the fewer books on something, the better, probably. Um, and if you look at say baseball biographies. Maybe maybe somebody has already written a book about a player, but maybe it was 20 years ago and other things have happened to cast new light on that player's life. And maybe that's an argument for doing a new book. But it's it's really the attractiveness of the idea. What can be said about the competition, uh, the quality of the research and the writing has to be there, too. And then what's increasingly important, too, is what what can the author bring in terms of what's their um, publishing track record? What 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 other books have they written in this area? Are they a familiar name? And have readers bought their books? That's obviously hugely important because they have a history. And you can show booksellers and other uh, outlets in the industry, look, this is a person who, who has published in this area successfully and, and has an audience. And they also have to be at least somewhat able to say, well, here's my social media president presence. If they have one, here's what I can do to help you as the publisher publicize and, and get the word out about my book. And that's very important, too. But those are kind of the main components. Are there subjects within baseball that are more interesting or more sellable? In other words, umpires, uh, particular games. Uh, particular plays within a game that had a huge outcome, ultimately historically. Uh, old time, let's say 1900s to 1930, and then you get the 30s to the 50s or 50s. To the 70s. It, within those subcategories, is there one that seems to be more popular? Well, we've published uh, quite a few books, uh, for example, on the, the dead ball era, which was really turn of the century 1900 up to about the uh, the uh, black Sox scandal that's a reliably uh, that's a reliable niche audience again it's an era that baseball was hugely popular uh, some of the most famous players in the game's history were playing in that era and th that's that's a, a category that we have published a lot of work in, and will continue to publish in. Uh, we've done uh, a lot of uh, Negro Leagues related work. That remains uh, popular and there's more uh, there's more work to be done in that category too. And I think 
as I, as I'm looking forward, I think now at this point, I think there's room to do uh, more baseball history on the, the eighties and the nineties, because we're closing in on 30 years. Um, and the game has changed a lot since then. So much in baseball has been done on the, the golden age, the fifties and into the sixties, maybe less so on the seventies. That's, that's kind of a decade that in some ways people kind of pass over, um, unfairly, I think too, but, um, you know, because I grew up paying more attention to baseball beginning in the early to mid eighties, that's just something I'm interested in. I think there's more work that can be done there. How can people become more familiar with the library? of University Nebraska Press, it, albeit baseball or maybe it's something else, anthropology, literary criticism, history, uh, anything. How do people find your library? Well, they can, they can visit the press's um, uh, website and um, maybe we can post a link about that too. Um, and on that, on that website, you can search by category. In fact, we are running a if I can give a little bit of a plug, we are running a, a sale on baseball books right now. And um, if you search by, there should be a banner there announcing it. But people want to go and look at the catalog there. You can search by category. The baseball books are, are on sale right now. We do this a couple times a year, uh, always at baseball, during baseball season. But then they can search by any category and everything is listed there on our website. I don't know if you're in charge of sending out catalogs to the media, but I get a, I believe a spring and a fall or a couple, three times a year, I get a, a, a catalog and every single time, Rob, I go through it and I look at the sports pieces. I look at the historical pieces. I look at interesting subjects and topics and it's it's always a, a a nice relaxing read. So keep those catalogs coming, okay? Well, yeah, we put out two seasonal catalogs a year, and that's really the kind of the main selling tool mm -hmm. that the industry still relies on. And they put each seasonal catalog out ahead of when those books for each season, which is uh, spring, summer, fall, winter. So they go out to people in the industry, um, media people um, like yourself. And it's really a tool to let people who think about books and care about books see what we're bringing forth for the season ahead. And we hope that that jumpstarts interest in our books and our authors and it's 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 really one of our most important selling tools. Well, check out the University of Nebraska Press and take a look at the catalog and enjoy yourself. Rob, thank you very much for the conversation here today about University of Nebraska Press. I appreciate it very much, Dale, and uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks, everybody, for being here for the conversation on Lincoln Live.